Welcome to Invested Parenting Podcast. I'm Holly Anderson, mother of four. Each week we'll be sharing experiences from real parents and advice from experts on parenting children ages zero through nine. Thank you for being a truly invested parent. Hey, invested parents. Today I want to talk to you about the difference between your child having aggressive behavior and your child having behavior, no negative behavior that is actually stimulated by something completely different. And it really has nothing to do with aggression. And that has to do with how their body works and sensory input that they're getting or that they want to get or that they're trying to get away from. So with our son, um, even before we knew that he had autism and he, you know, had all these different sensory issues, he would do some, you know, random things as a little baby. Like he would bite really hard. (laughs) And if you've ever been bitten by a one-year-old, you know, it can hurt bad. They're getting their teeth and they'll just take your finger lovingly and you think, oh, it's so cute. It's grabbing my finger. And all of a sudden, you've got a finger in between <laughs> some teeth that um, do not want to let it go. And it can hurt. So I want to give you an example, a few examples, actually. So you can kind of see this. I want to illustrate this, um, just this difference between a child seeking stimulation or trying to get away from sensory input between that and a child being aggressive. They're super different. We need to be able to recognize the difference because our response is going to be very different depending on the motivation of the child. So I know a mom who had a little girl, three years old, and she, the little girl would bite the little baby brother. Um, we've all been there, right? You're like, why in the world would you do this? But this little girl would continually bite her little brother. And then the mom said, okay, every time you bite him, then you go and time out and you're in your crib or, you know, in a chair. And so she had her time out time, but it wasn't working. It was not working. This little girl was just continually biting her little bar- little brother. And, and we thought, well, is she angry? Is she mad at her brother when she bites him? Is it after he does something that she doesn't like? And the mom was like, no, she just will be playing with him happily and then just grab his arm and bite him. And we discussed that this most likely is behavior that's not, that's not motivated by aggression. And so putting her in a punishment most likely isn't working because she's not relating the two. She doesn't see that that's a bad thing. And so we talked about putting in an object that she can bite so she can still have that sensory input, but then, you know, in a different way without hurting her little brother. So... One thing that we did with my little boy very early on is that we just bought him some jewelry. So it's like jewelry, but it's jewelry, like C-H-E-W, and cute, right? And um, yeah, it's not cheap. (laughs) 
it isn't that cheap. We um, got some off Amazon and we put a little necklace on him and he won't wear it for very long. But, oh, can you hear him? He wants to be on this podcast. <laughs> and we, but we got him used to using that jewelry. He would just chew on it instead of chewing on us, instead of biting on us. So every time we would see him kind of grind his teeth, we knew that that was a little trigger. He wanted some jewelry. And another thing was, you know, kids will scratch sometimes. Kids will want to squeeze with their hands. Kids will want to throw. And a lot of times we see the bad behavior as aggressive, but we have to step back as parents and ask ourselves, is it really aggressive? Is my child angry? Are they frustrated? Where are the feelings? Identify your child's feelings and then you'll have an easier time seeing whether or not your child, you know, needs to have some kind of punishment some, or your child just needs a different way to seek that stimulation in a safer way without hurting themselves or hurting other people. Another thing that my son um, did, and he still does, is he will hit his head against the wall, which is super scary. I mean, the last thing I want to do is is have him get that habit, right? And make that a habit. I mean, that's that's so scary. A little kid hitting their head against the wall, you know, tapping it lightly might not be a big deal. But when he's older, if he still has that habit and he's stronger and he feels like he needs more stimulation, he is seeking that input on his head for whatever reason, most likely it's because of autism and sensory regulating that he's trying to do. It's it's scary when they get older. And so I didn't want him to form that habit. I wanted to create another way that he could gain that stimulation, gain that sensory input, um, but not hurt himself. And so what we did was every time I saw him do that, I'd run to him real quick and I would rub his head with my knuckles. And I would kind of see how he reacted, see if he liked it or not. And a lot of the time, he would just kind of melt in my arms. He wanted that stimulation so much. And I would rub his head, like his forehead and the top of his head and the side of his, like above his ears. I would just rub it with my knuckles a lot harder than I would a typical kid. And he just loved it. And so we learned how to do safe compressions on his limbs, and that helps him relax as well. So every, every child is different, but I want to give you these different ideas because a lot of times as parents, we see that bad behavior and we go, oh, I can't believe you just hit someone and you're just biting and you're scratching. And we want to punish the behavior because we want it to stop. But if your child is not aggressive, if your child is sensory seeking or maybe trying to get away from some sensory input that's too much for them, then punishment is not the answer. It's really not. Because you're just punishing them for trying to regulate their world. And that's something that they need to do. And I want to give you a little example of what that may feel like to someone who just experiences the world differently than us. Someone with autism, someone with sensory processing disorder. Of course, they all, they all have different 
experiences, different ways of experiencing the world. But I heard this one example, I read it in a book, and I really liked it a lot because it just made sense to me. It made sense. It said, hey, this is different. So think about being on a really long car trip. You're on a road trip, you're in a car for 10 hours, and you're like, oh, I need to get out of this car. And you don't need to eat, you don't need to go to the bathroom, but you just need to get out of the car. Why would you need to get out of the car? You don't need to eat, you don't need to go to the bathroom, but you've been in this sitting position for 10 hours, you need to stretch, you need to look around, you need to see something more than just the dashboard, you need to feel the wind in your face, right? You just run around. Sometimes we do that with the kids. We'll go to a park halfway through a road trip and we'll say, run around. You know, we'll order them to go run around. Why do we do that? Why would we need to do that? The answer is because we need to regulate our body physically and emotionally and mentally. We need to regulate our body and Just think of that feeling of, oh, I can't wait to get out of this car. I've been in this car, just cramped in this car for 10 hours. I have to get out and stretch. Compare that to your child. Do you ever see that in your child with just how they react? I see that on a daily basis with my son. There are some things he just needs to do. He needs to go run. He needs to get out of the classroom. He needs to take a break. And... It's different than a typical kid. And it's so important for parents to be able to recognize when their children need that, when they need to regulate their bodies in a different way, and and also not be afraid of it. You know, I think it's important to be able to recognize those triggers in our children and help them because we need to be there for them. We need to be their advocate, not just always punishing them, especially when their behavior is not motivated by aggression but it's motivated simply by sensory seeking or trying to get away from too much sensory input that can happen with that can happen with very typical kids okay this is not just autism it's not just sensory processing disorder and a typical kid sometimes can't sit in a seat for very long i mean you've got a 3 year old boy and he needs to go run he needs he needs to go and just regulate his body. And so keep in mind that your child might even look frustrated and hit their sister or something. But ask yourself, has that child been able to regulate their body today? Have they been able to have some kind of outlet to really regulate their physical body, their you know, their their mental state? Have they been cooped up in the house all day? Maybe they're not even being aggressive in their mind, right? Maybe the motivation is not aggressive. Maybe they're just, oh, then you just need to hit something. Because it's so hard. It's like trying to get out of that car. I need to get out of this car. I've been here for so long. And so I like that example because um, you can just feel it, right? You can just feel the tension in your body being in a car for 10 hours and just going, oh, I need to get out. Kids feel that way because they're they're very new to this world, right? <laughs> Little kids are new. They're these are new experiences, and we get to be the ones to introduce them to this world and help them through it, right? And not always 
feel like we have to be the bad guy all the time. So I hope you guys got something from this episode. This is a topic I feel really passionately, passionately, very passionately about because I live it every day. I love it so much. I have three boys and I have a little girl who actually out of all of them, she's the one who likes to go dirt biking and she's the one who will go so fast down our hill on her scooter and she'll go and she'll go so fast it'll freak me out. We'll get to the bottom and I'll say, honey, were you scared at all? She said, nope. (laughs) she has no fear but sometimes she needs to do that she needs to feel the wind in her face and regulate her body and get out of that car and that will help her behavior help her regulate what input and you know sensory input that she's dealing with and she's a typical kid my little girl's typical she has no diagnoses and so it's good to see that too and because of my child with autism because of Ezra who's almost four Because of my experience with him, things are more obvious, right? But because of my experience with him, obviously seeing that he needs certain things, he needs his head rubbed or he needs his jewelry, it's it's kind of, it's really taught me how to look at my other kids that are typical and say, oh, you need an outlet, don't you? How about let's put you in swimming lessons? How about let's put you in soccer? You know, things like that. So just keep that in mind when you see repetitive physical behavior that is negative don't just automatically punish i that's more of a response and not really i guess that's more of just responding really quickly and not really thinking about hey where's this motivation coming from is there something else that's causing this right and so if we can get to the root cause of the motivation then we can solve a lot more problems a lot easier Okay, well, thanks for listening. Thanks for being a truly invested parent.